This is The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. You're in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Tank Spencer. He's Jeremy Green. Who's wrong about Monday Night Football last night? Look, I don't get to spike my football very much, but... Vikings win again, Jeremy. Whoa. The playoff push is coming. Now, at this point, I'm just rooting for the NFL to cancel some games so they can add an eighth team to the playoffs because it's going to be the Minnesota Vikings. You you mark my word on that. No, it won't be. <laughs> oh, come on. The only team in front of them now is the uh, Chicago Bears, and they don't have a quarterback. So I feel pretty good. Whoa. They're not getting into the playoffs if they're only seven teams, obviously, because the two teams at the bottom uh, of the NFC right now, as far as playoff position goes, were the Rams and the Seahawks. Yep. They're not catching either one of those teams. So the only hope that I have now is uh, canceling games and adding an eighth team. Yeah, which I'm super excited. <laughs> I, I really, you know, I want more teams in the playoffs. I think everybody does. <laughs> Ugh. I heard somebody on national radio the other day trying to explain that. Like, uh, remember the remember how the times were when we didn't have a season and we didn't have any sports going on, and now we've got people complaining about extra teams in the playoffs. Just take what you get. No, don't. I don't have to. See, the thing is, we we whined and we complained when there were no sports going on because there were no sports going on. There are sports going on now. It doesn't mean you need to oversaturate the market just because there are sports on television now. Yeah, I, I don't need to see the Minnesota Vikings or the Cleveland Browns in the playoffs. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll pass. Speaking of an oversaturation, we will have, uh, of course, the green on green picks coming up later on in this hour. We got Maction tonight. These are two horrendous football games. <laughs> the smallest line tonight is 26 and a half. Yeah. Yeah, the Buffalo Bulls and the uh, Golden or the uh, Golden the uh, <laughs> the Bowling Green. What's the what's their mascot? Falcons, I the believe. Bowling Green Falcons. Sure, I, I think I'll, I'll roll with that. Uh, yep. And then you got the uh, the Zips. And who are they playing? Akron against Kent State. Kent State. The Flashes and the Zips. Ugh. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna pass on all of these. Uh, I'm going to pick them. Have no fear. But. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, if there are sports on television, there's always money to be made. That's the that's the joy of living in America in 2020. So you can legally gamble now, every way. And apparently, uh, apparently, Pete Rose, he's uh, he's in on the action. You know, I don't feel like that's a good idea, but I'll have that story coming up for you later on in the program. Uh, also, we've got all the moving and shaking going on in the NBA. Some big trades have been made. A lot of draft picks are being thrown around right now. And it's, it, it's got me scratching my head trying to figure out what is the value of a first-round draft pick in the NBA? And how does it differ from other draft picks? Like, namely the NFL. Like, 
in the Houston deal, the DeAndre Hopkins trade, a first-round pick was not was not on the table for that deal. And he's one of the best players in the NFL, if not the best wide receiver in the NFL. You just had a player traded in Drew Holiday who garnered three first-round draft picks? That's intense. Well, they're not good picks. You, you want me to tell you the difference? All right, so there's 14 lottery picks in the NBA. Do you know how many of those picks have been moved? Drafts tomorrow. Yep. The order's not completely set. Still, Things could still happen. Of the 14 lottery picks, how many of those picks have been traded? No clue. It's one. And it's 14. Mm -hmm. It's the last pick in the lottery. Now, there are 16 playoff team picks. How many of those picks have been traded? Uh, Six. 11. There's five picks that are still with the original team. One pick has been traded five times. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's To me, still, Milwaukee is putting a whole lot of eggs in one basket. Uh, just, I, want, I have never wanted Giannis to leave more. Well, the draft picks that, they are, that they're sending to New Orleans in this Drew Holiday deal are, are ridiculous if you think about it because they get one this year, yep. right? They get the 24 pick overall this year. And then it goes to, what, 2024 is the next first-round draft pick? That yes, that New Orleans gets in return. Well, it's because you got that stupid Stipian rule that says you can't trade picks in consecutive years. Right, but th- but think about it in this sense: if Giannis says no, they're left with nothing. Yeah, that's exactly what New Orleans is hoping happens. Exactly, and because 20- if it does happen, this team is going to be frightening. Right? Do you understand that they don't have a year without multiple picks? In the next two presidential elections, <laughs> it is eight years from now before they don't have two picks in the first round. That's crazy. And they have Zion Williamson, who's one of the most valuable young players in the NBA. That's absolutely crazy to me. But if Giannis says no, these picks turn into lottery picks, mm-hmm. which makes me which scratch makes my me head. want that to happen a lot because I could care less about the Milwaukee Bucks, but I would really like Zion and the Pelicans to be interesting. Uh, they're going to be. They're gonna. They're gonna be regardless, because they just got Eric Bledsoe. Really? really? Think about the West. It's not fun to be out west. No, it's not fun to be out west. There are a lot of contenders out west, but I mean that is a young team with young superstars. Brandon Ingram. Ooh, I get Zion to, Williamson. Ooh, I get to break this out about a new player. I always say this about Baker Mayfield, but now I get to say it about somebody else. Okay, is Lonzo Ball still their point guard? Yes. Then they're not that good. <laughs> I don't think that's going to last, though. I don't either. I, and, and I'd heard a lot of talk about him potentially moving. There's a lot of talk about him and his brother. Mm-hmm. I just don't just don't end up in New York. I know I know I have and officially get, switched my allegiances, but I really don't want to see either one of them playing for the Knicks. Is the criticism on the balls? Um, you know, is it warranted? Well, the the criticism on one of them is that he can't shoot at all. Which is true. I mean, neither one of them can shoot. They both have really weird, funky shooting motions. But LaMelo is a better shooter. That's not saying much, for one, but he ain't that much better. He's not a good shooter. Mm-hmm. He just shoots a lot. He was also playing in the Australian Basketball League. Very so. true. 
and uh, and Lithuania and a bunch of other places. A bunch of other yeah, places. He's, <laughs> he's played a lot of places. I think he was in Kazakhstan for a while. He has played in a lot of places. We're going to play a game at the beginning of the next hour of I'm going to throw out an NBA player and I'm going to see if you can tell me who he reminds me of. Oh, this is just completely subjective on your part. Yes. And I have to guess what well, your sub- also, subjective opinion well, is. I also took the consensus of a bunch of scouts. And okay. I only disagree with one of them, but I've seen it so many times that I'm going with it. Okay. So the gist of it would be something to the effect of, there's a player in this draft class that reminds me of Sean Marriott. Who is that? You have no idea, do you? I have no idea who you're talking about. Oh, maybe we should play this game in this reverse. Is, I, yeah, I, I mean, I think you should You should give me the player, and then I'll try to guess who you comp them to. I don't think that's going to be any easier, but we, I mean, we can do that. Whatever. <laughs> well, we I mean, at it? least that way, at least that way I get a little, you know. I'm going to really laugh when I say, one of this guy reminds me of Dwayne Wade, and you say James Weissman, and I'm going to go, well, this game is Dwayne not, Wade. This game has not quite gone the way I wanted it to. <laughs> well, come on. I'm not that dumb when it comes to recruiting. I'm just, you know. Well, here's the thing. I have other things to do with my time. I, I just gave you the easiest one, and you looked at me like I said it in a different language. I, so we're, we're not off to a good start. <laughs> Sean Marion, was it was it uh, Patrick Williams? No, was that the one? No, was that is that is that the right one? No. See, it's not. It's, it's not as fun this way. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna rehab this game because it See, took me one player you. to go. Nope, yep. this is not how this needs to go. Yep. See, I I tried to warn you about that this morning on the Sportsocracy. Yeah, but it's more fun for me this way. Because I can say it to you, and then you say something dumb, and I laugh, and it's, and then we just roll on about yeah, the day. Just, just, just keep on going. Yeah, you know, the uh, NBA draft coming up tomorrow night at 7.30 on ESPN, and it is the uh, least heralded, least publicized, least talked about draft in NBA history. Well, it's not. First of all, it's not a good draft. This, this is not a good class. There's no definitive. I mean, this is. There will be analysts that miss who the number one pick is. Mm -hmm. And I might be one of them because I don't feel real good about any of them. I think it's LaMelo, but. I'll be honest with you. That's about the only guy I can guarantee you it's not going to be. Really? Something's happened in the last like 48 hours, and I'm not getting a good read on what it is. I'm seeing him fall past Charlotte, which I never thought would happen. I can't see that happening. Mm, I can. I see a path that it happens. I mean, it never for the made a one lot. pick. There are only three options, right? Mm, to me, there's. To me, at this point, there's only one. Okay. I think it's Anthony Edwards at this point. The the two guard out of Georgia. I think okay. that's who they. Ha- I think that's who Minnesota has to take at one mm-hmm. because I cannot wrap my head around how a front office is going to look at their team and go. So we're just tapping out on defense. We're just never going to play defense ever <laughs> because we're going to have three of the five worst defenders in the NBA on in the same starting lineup. Mm-hmm. I just I can't corral that. I think something's happening with Lavar that Lavar has basically said Lonzo or um, Lamelo will only play for these three teams. Oh my gosh! I, I think that has happened, and it's just not as out there. He's because I keep hearing the Detroit Pistons. That's the team that Lamelo is like attached to. 
Which is funny because that's who, if you remember about two months ago, I said Lonzo was going to wind up playing for. Mm-hmm. The Detroit Pistons. I have heard a weird rumor with the Pistons that it keeps coming back to me, which makes me think there has to be some kind of smoke to this. That they're going to move up? It involves Blake Griffin winding up with the Golden State Warriors. Just let that be known. Hmm. It's basically I mean, seven and Blake for two and Andrew Wiggins. I don't know what purpose that would serve. Why would they do it? You think Blake Griffin can run with that that yeah, group? Yeah, I do. And be successful? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. I think I could run with that group and be successful. <laughs> and I haven't tried to dunk in a long time, and I probably can't still do it. No, I'm sure But you I could can. try. Look, <laughs> there's one of us here who has a shot at it, and that it's it ain't me. me. Yeah. I've never been able to, so that's... I could for a long time. <laughs> and now, you know, athleticism is not great. It's exactly my greatest ability. Yeah. I was gonna say I saw an, I saw a photo of you trying to jump the other day and it didn't look good. <laughs> I'm gonna give you that one in spite of the fact it's completely misguided. Of course it is, but it's funny and so I said it. Um, yeah, so I I think all I'm saying we go vert for vert. I promise you, uh, oh, mine is divisible by yours. Yeah, you're gonna win that in a heart. I'm just there's throwing no, that out there. There's no chance of that. Your vert will go into my vert at least two or three times. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that it's not six and two, but, you know, it's still. Well, yeah. Uh, and, and I don't think you're too far off on that, actually. Um, uh, on yours, no. Mine, probably. <laughs> I mean, I can jump and trip over a broomstick, so. I, th- this is happening one way or the other. <laughs> you want to you do this now? I do. <laughs> The official vert if for test. nothing else because I want to use our you know we're getting ready. Maybe to we it. should maybe we should set this up and do like a in the new studio combine in the new studio. Hundred percent. We have room. We have all the things. We have all the toys. We can make this work. Nice. If for nothing else because I want to see the 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 still frame of a tank Spencer vertical. I don't know that anybody wants to see that, but okay. No, I, I I think I I honestly believe that there are only three choices for the number one pick, and there's it's only one: Lamelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, and James Weissman. James Weissman's not in contention for the number one pick. You can't play him with Carlton Towns. It won't work unless mm-hmm. they trade out. And That's I don't think anybody's trading up for for Weissman. Right? There's been too many red flags about him. And, and I mean, here's the thing: I like Weissman, and he's actually my number one player in this in this class. But there are reservations that he may never be a good offensive player. Mm-hmm. You know, the comps on him are a lot of defensive guys because he's—I mean—he's going to be an elite rim protector the minute he gets in the league. He may not be able to score, right? And we saw so little of him that we don't know. I mean, he didn't play against anybody of any real, you know, repute. So <laughs> it's not like we know. Oh, he was hitting fifteen footers. Uh, he was nine inches taller than anybody on the floor. Right? Of course, he was. There was like Eastern Kentucky on that. Schedule. Yeah, I mean, it's, what did he play? Six games, something like that. You know, Kyrie Irving played more at Duke than that. Still, my, oh, I hate Kyrie Irving so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it pains you a lot to hear all the talk that uh, there might be a big three in you, Brooklyn with Kyrie Irving. You couldn't build an NBA team that I would hate more than one centered around Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving. There's no three games in the NBA I would hate more together than those three. Right. 
I, I would just love to see how Kyrie and James Harden coexist. Right. It could be the first time you ever see teammates steal a ball from each other. <laughs> I'm here for it because I like drama, and that's just going to be chock full of drama. The latest news on James Harden is that he has turned down a $50 million a year contract with the Houston Rockets and is going to force his way to the Brooklyn Nets to team up with KD and Kyrie Irving. I think it's going to happen. That was the first thing I told you this morning, mm-hmm. is that I, I, I sent out some tweets, I, I did some things, and basically everything I heard was James Harden's going to force his way into Brooklyn, mm-hmm. whether they want to do it or not. And I'll be honest with you, the package that would have to come back from Brooklyn to Houston is way better than what James Harden is worth. I, I really feel like some people that like the NBA have played way too many video games in their lives. Mm-hmm. James Harden is a loser. This is a losing player, just like Russell Westbrook, just like Allen Iverson was. I mean, I could do this for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's not about having a star. It's about having the right star. And James Harden is never the right star. Ever. I don't care who he's playing with. Yeah. Because th- that fun game that he plays of, oh, watch me dribble 60 times and then take a step back jumper. You know who that's not going to go over well with? Uh, Kevin the Durant. best player in the NBA. Right. That guy's not particularly going to enjoy that brand of basketball. No, but they played together before, so... Yeah, but it was way different. Harden was a six-man back then. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, we didn't know what James Harden was completely True. in Oklahoma City. True. Because they knew they couldn't resign him. Yeah, and we, knew we, and we didn't find that out until he went to Houston and became the best scorer in the league. Best scorer in the league. Statistics-wise... <laughs> It's so funny to me. What? He's the best scorer in the league. No, he shoots 70 times a game. He scores 34 points a game. Yep, on 60 shots. Cool. I'll pass. Mm-hmm. That's a hard pass from me. I don't know. You're not going to get any defense of James Harden out of me. I've never been a fan of James Harden. There's there's but more he's been to in this the story MVP talk ever since he got to Houston. There's more to this story too that I don't want to get into. It's not hard to find. Just Google James Harden. I mm-hmm. don't want to talk about it in any shape, form, or fashion. Okay. It's He makes my head hurt. Uh-huh. Like, just really. Oh, I want to go to Brooklyn. Oh, okay. So you want to kill this team that's already done this once. If You, re- you know, the funny thing about the NBA is that it seems like we do the same things in a great big cycle. Mm-hmm. Do we not recall that the Nets just did this? Yep. Three aging veterans. Put them together and, oh, we're going to win world titles. And no, you didn't. You actually made the Boston Celtics one of the best teams in the East. Mm -hmm. That's all that did. That's all this would do. That team still would not be good. I don't know that this would make the the Rockets a contender, though. Make The the Rockets aren't going to be a contender anyway. I mean, there's no saving that. You're built around Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Stop it. Right, but what I'm saying is now you would end up with... Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Russell Westbrook in Houston. Oh, or Russell would be gone, too. If, if Harden's traded, they're going to trade Russell Westbrook as well. Mm-hmm. And they will try to recoup what they gave up in the, the Westbrook deal to, with Harden. But is there another team that would do that? Is there a team out there that would take on Russell Westbrook? We'll talk about that up next right here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400 this hour of the program. Brought to you by Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings.
the sports tank. Gets the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. It's ESPN Asheville. You're in the sports tank with Jeremy Green. Is there a team in the NBA that wants Russell Westbrook? Uh, there's one. Is who? The New York Knicks. That's it. There's not another team. Charlotte called. They yeah. didn't like what was said, mm-hmm. and that was the end of that. Because mm-hmm. they wanted too much. I'm convinced they wanted too much. Uh, anything that you would get in return for Russell Westbrook is too much. <laughs> you don't think he's worth a uh, He's a not worth piece. the third pick in this draft, period. No, he's not. And I will guarantee you that's what they asked for. They asked for number three, probably, and Devontae Graham. Not from what I heard. Really? Nope. It was it was three and Nick Batum and Cody Zeller. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm still out. I'm out. See, I've heard a lot about LaMelo Ball going to Charlotte at three. And that I don't understand. If you've got Devontae Graham and you believe in Devontae Graham. And you've got Terry Rozier, too. Right. Why would you want to go after LaMelo Ball? That's what, when I said a minute ago, you said, oh, I can't see him falling past three. Mm-hmm. I can. I 100% can. Mm, yeah, I mean, I guess. But that seems to be the name that keeps being thrown out. If that comes from somewhere, I have to have, I have to believe that there are, that when, when all of these articles are written about what teams want in the draft, that doesn't just come from the writer. I'm pretty, I have to imagine that that rumor has come from the front office. Depends. That that's They're one they of the want. teams that saw him. Mm-hmm. But there's also been another prevailing rumor that LeVar Ball doesn't want LaMelo coming to Charlotte. Well, of course he doesn't. He, if, if they leave it up to LeVar, the only place he's going is to one of the big markets. And, or Detroit. He, or, likes Detroit. Or Detroit. he likes Detroit for some reason. <laughs> yeah, because that's a good idea. Was the last, I, I, I mean, the last time the Detroit Pistons were relevant was when Rashid Wallace was in town. What was that, 2004? <laughs> Do you know if you Google LeVar Ball that his title is CEO of the Big Baller brand? Of course That's it is. just hilarious to me. Is that still a thing, even? Mm, Do they still no. sell $500 shoes? I, I mean, I'm going to say no. I mean, Lamelo signed with Puma, so I, I, I'm gonna. You know who he didn't sign with? Big the Big Baller Brand. <laughs> Those were the ugliest shoes in the history of time. Dude. They were, and apparently they weighed a hundred pounds. It was. Just, it's so comical to me. It's hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. And they have that. Don't they have this, this stupid web show too? That's they, they used keeping to, up with the balls yeah, or something I like that. I never watched an episode. I of would it. never. Watch an episode of that. It was during. That I whole... would watch my house settle before I would watch anything <laughs> that st- stars Lavar Ball. Ball in the family wasn't that what it that, was? That was uh, it was something like that. Yeah, something like that. Lavar Ball could be giving out winning lottery numbers, and I don't think I could listen to him talk long enough to hear them. <laughs> no, I had my fill with Lavar Ball. What was that? Three years ago? Four years ago? 
Uh, you're gonna tell me w- when you're talking about. Uh, when it became when Lavar Ball came onto the scene with Lonzo, and then there was uh, Leangelo. I, I mean, this is when Lamelo was still in seen, middle school. I've never seen somebody get this much traction because you have three sons, and the best one's not even in the league yet, right? Lonzo Ball's a 10-point-per-game guy. Mm-hmm. This is who you are. And we're talking about his dad, who's a crazy person. Of course he is. LeVar oh. Ball is insane. He is. And we latched on to him, or we didn't latch on to him, but the like the the media latched on to him because he say, always said I didn't said, do anything. Right. He all he was saying all of these outlandish things about oh, he could have beat Michael Jordan one on one and Lonzo, even though he's just a freshman at UCLA, is the greatest basketball player of all time and just stupid things. And I they put him on every ESPN TV show they possibly could. He had like standing, uh, you know, like a standing guest spot on first take for a while. It was the dumbest thing on the planet. You do know that Lavar played a professional sport, right? Yeah, professional football. Do you know who he played for? The Carolina Panthers. That's not the only team he played for. Who else did he play for? <sighs> the New York Jets. We're the we're the <laughs> ones that did this. Good job. Yeah. 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 He is ridiculous. And there's no, and, and that's the thing. I lost all, you know, I ne- first off I never had any respect for him because immediately when he started coming out and spouting all that stuff about I could beat Jordan. I could beat averaged, Jordan. I I scored 2 points a game at Washington State and exactly. didn't even start and right. I could have okay. Right. I could have beat Michael Jordan, but you couldn't even beat the scrubs of the Pac-12. Sure. I believe you. So I'm definitely going to believe you when you talk about your sons who have turned out to be nothing. Just remember that I told you this. Okay. The Boston Celtics are working on something. Okay. Zach Lowe literally just tweeted 45 seconds ago. Gordon Hayward and the Celtics are working to extend the deadline on Hayward to decide on his $34 million player option for the 2021 season from today to Thursday. Let me let me make this as clear as I can. There is not any chance in the world that Gordon Hayward opts out of this. So what they're doing is delaying this so that they can add something. Because when he opts in, they're going to be in the ta- they'll be in the tax so hard that they can't move. Right. And they have three ones. Just let that be known. Okay. I've heard Boston was in on somebody this whole time. I just don't know who it is. So the Boston Celtics could make a big move before tomorrow. By the way, can I just state that the NBA's offseason is without a doubt the most enjoyable part of any of their season? I enjoy off-season NBA more than I do, bar none, more than I do regular season. Mm-hmm. I think I enjoy it more than I enjoy the postseason. Really? I care more about where players play than ever watching them play. <laughs> I just don't care. Yeah, some people are just into uh, in, into into roster porn, and, and that's you. That's fine. Hey. Everybody's got their own little thing, I guess. 
the sports tag. Just a bit outside. All right, here's the 411, folks. Oh, by the way, that's what she said. Um, my story, Pete Rose. Uh, apparently, he sat down with uh, with Jim Gray and did another interview because his you know his past run-ins with Jim Gray were were so great. You remember we all remember the All Star Game fiasco where Jim Gray thought it'd be a good idea when they're honoring baseball's greatest players of all time to ask him about the gambling episode and his you know permanent lifetime ban from baseball. Well. So Pete Rose sits down with Jim Gray once again, and he admitted to Jim Gray that he still occasionally bets on baseball. I don't feel like that's the message that he wants to send forward. I mean, when you're trying to get reinstated, admitting that you still gamble on baseball is not the best thing to do. However, he did make sure to draw the line between legal gambling and illegal gambling. He says when he got caught back in the 80s, he was Ill- he was placing illegal wagers. Now it's different because gambling is legal the way he's been doing it. He said that uh, when I was betting on baseball, when I got suspended, I was betting illegally. I make no more illegal bets in my life, and that's why they have casinos. Wonderful. Uh, also, part sad part of the interview was where Pete Rose said that he doesn't believe that as long as this heart is beating, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. And that is sad to me. He knows that he has to die for the baseball gods to turn around and say, yeah, we're going to let you in the Hall of Fame now. Because I, I honestly believe that's how that's going to go. That is sad. And as somebody that doesn't particularly care about baseball, that is stupid. Uh, somebody else has had a bad 48 hours. The South Carolina Gamecocks. Okay. Add J.C. Horn and Israel Mukamu, their top two corners, who are both top six projected corners in this draft. Mm-hmm. South Carolina had two of the best corners in the country. They're both gone. They have both opted out saying they will begin preparations for the NFL draft. Oh, no. Mugamu was the number four corner in the country, according to ESPN's Todd McShay. And J.C. Horn was the number six draft-eligible corner, according to Mel Kuyper. J.C. Horn is also the son of former NFL receiver Joe Horn. And these two join R.J. Roderick, uh, the defensive back, and defensive lineman Makia Scott, who have already opted out since Will Muschamp was fired on Sunday. I ask you this, what is the point? What what is the point for them to continue this season? At South Carolina? Yeah. Uh, Oh, I mean, I'll just go ahead and tell you. This is me. I have not had scouts tell me this. I have discussed it with people that do this, and they very quickly stop from saying, I agree with you. I hold it against every guy that topped it out. Every one of them. It will affect my grade. Mm -hmm. It will affect the way I view you. It just will. End of the day, it will. You chose not to compete with your guys. And I'm looking at uh, every guy here that's opted out for South Carolina, it will be in the the write-up about you. Your coach got fired, and you pouted, and you quit. Yeah. And that's what you did. You call it opting out. You call it whatever you want to. 
You just looked at the guys on your team and said, we didn't get our way, and we don't want to play for Mike Bobo, so we're going to go home. That's exactly what you did. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, sorry, I'm out. Wouldn't even be on my board, and I'm serious, and I like them both. Really? I do. I like so the all, game of so both of them. all of them. All of them that have opted out, Micah Parsons and uh, Gregory Rousseau and all those I'm guys. I'm not going to say I would take them off the board. If you went through eight games, your team's terrible, and, oh, we fired, you fired my coach, and I don't like it, and that's when you decide to take your ball and go home? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's opting out right now, Louisville just had a running back opt out. That's a That would probably have been a top. He probably would have gone in day two. Okay. This is a top three round pick. Mm-hmm. Out. Not even kind of interested. Because you're looking at your teammates and saying, my future endeavors are more important more important than the commitment I made to you. Because you're not scared about the virus. Stop telling me you are. You can literally... What's that, what's that old saying? Uh, ah, it'll come to me. I'm not that gullible. Let's put it that way. Okay. You know, I, I may have, I was born at night. It wasn't last night. That's the one I was trying to think of. Okay. Okay. You're scared of the virus. Well, you weren't scared of it a week ago. Mm-hmm. And Horn and Mookamo, yeah, guess what? You were scared of it a week ago. Well, you get to then the Will Muschamp got fired, and all of a sudden, it's the end of the world, and now I can't play anymore. Right. Okay. You're selfish. And Absolutely. I don't have to know you to know that. I think mo- I, I, Anybody I mean, that's ever played a team sport understands that they would look at this and go, Mm-mm, that, nope, can't do that. If you opted out at the beginning of the season, you know, you made a decision for you based on, I mean, and I get it. Mm-hmm. Guys like Micah Parsons and Gregory Rousseau, ones that you mentioned, I get it. I mean, it's in the Jamar Chase. I had him in the top five. I don't have him in the top five. Anymore. You feel the same way about guys who opt out of bowl games, though? I do. Okay. I've always said I would hold that against guys. I have always said I would hold that against you. Mm-hmm. It, for better or worse. You know, it would have cost me a guy like Christian McCaffrey because he was one of the first ones that did it. Right. But, yeah, I look at guys like that and say, you played this whole season with this commitment to your team and we're, you know, we're brotherhood and we're all together and, you know, all for one and one for all. And then we get to the bowl game, which is what we played for all year long. And now you're out? Yeah. Why? Yeah, I have a problem with that. Why, why take the risk? But you're also talking to a guy that thinks participation trophies mm-hmm. are stupid. Well, so. yeah, they are stupid. But at some point. I'm not going to fault a player for looking at his scenario and go, you know what, this is just not worth it anymore. I've well, here's the thing. We did, we've fry. done it this way for, oh, I don't know, 70 years? Yeah. That's how we've always done it. Mm-hmm. You play ball games. This is your team. You start something, you finish it. And, okay. maybe, and may, you know what? Maybe I was raised in a different era, which I was. But, yeah, I firmly believe in that. Oh, I agree with you. And it's nothing that – and I don't believe that if I were ever in that position that I would do that. We've we've been through this. We're gladiators. We're brothers. That whole thing. I've always been a big believer in all of that. But I can also see it from the other side of we're playing for nothing here. You're playing for your teammates. Mm-hmm. You made a commitment. Follow through with it. And yeah, I have a problem with it. All these guys opting out. Now, have you noticed that all the guys opting out are on terrible teams? Of course they are. Because yeah, I have a problem if you'd have that. nothing to play for, then. Why take the risk? I can see it from that side. From okay, that then, then why take the risk at all? Why, why did anybody for South Carolina even lace up a cleat this year? Because I got news for you. If you didn't know this was how this was going to go, you weren't paying attention. <laughs> Their schedule was know. disgusting. Yeah, I can't answer that question. I can't answer why. You I mean, let's be really honest. They, they, they beat Auburn, which 
I would wager most people didn't think they were going to. Mm-hmm. Everything else has gone exactly how we thought it would. This is a team in the preseason. I remember Paul Feinbaum saying, if they get to three and seven, they should consider themselves lucky. Right. So why did you lace up a cleat in the first place? Mm-hmm. Because you thought, oh, maybe we're going to beat Texas A&M and LSU and, and Florida and Tennessee. Mm, no, you were never doing any of those things. Maybe they thought they could be competitive. I don't know. They what were competitive. I don't know what your individual until they, goal until they played LSU. The last three weeks are what got Will Muschamp fired. Just let that be known. Yeah, he was going to survive of- this season. I firmly believe South Carolina had no intention of firing him with that fifteen million dollar buyout. And then they got boat raced three times in a row, mm-hmm. and the team looked like they quit. And Ray Tanner said, "You know what? I got, I gotta, I gotta pull the plug here. Well, maybe, they, maybe that's, maybe that's all part of it. They thought as a team that they could save their coach's job and do just good enough. So you're only playing for the job, not for your teammates. Or maybe, you're, you're only playing know. for your coach, not for your I teammates. I don't know what your, what your okay, motivation well, let me, has. Well, let me make it point. real clear. I have no interest in a guy like that playing on my NFL team. Mm-hmm. None. And yes, I will hold it against you." And yes, when we do draft shows, uh, you know, next spring, yeah, guess what? I'm gonna bring that up, and it w- and you'll notice when you look at my big board, every one of those guys is gonna be about a round or two lower than you think they should be, right? If they're on my board at all, just the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. People can tell me I'm wrong. That's fine. Do you think NFL teams look at it the same way? I do. I don't think they want to tell me that, mm-hmm. but yeah, I do. It I'll tell you every mock question. draft I've seen. Everyone I've seen, Micah Parsons falls, Jamar Chase falls, Gregory Russo falls. Mm-hmm. Now, Russo's a little different because we had questions about him anyway. Jamar Chase was a no-doubt top-five pick. Right. Opted out, and you know what? And here's here's the thing. When you do this, you open people up. You, be, you open people like me up to questions like what I'm getting ready to ask because I look at Jamar Chase and go, did you opt out because of the virus or did you opt out because you don't have a quarterback? And you knew that playing with a mediocre quarterback was going to make you look like less of a receiver. Mm-hmm. So then I get to the question of, did you make Joe Burrow look so good, or did Joe Burrow make you look so good? And I'm looking at Joe in the NFL going, he's doing just fine. He is doing just fine. But there's another guy that was on that team that's doing just fine as well. Oh, I should have known that was coming. I walked right into <laughs> you that. You did. You opened the Justin Jefferson door. You can never close it again. Okay, let I want to. I'm going to give you two minutes on this Justin Jefferson thing because I'm so tired of hearing this. Let's be real honest about Justin Jefferson. Okay, you tell me which receiver I had above him that you would take a, that you would take him ahead of right now. Jerry Judy. No. Okay. Henry Ruggs. No. C.D. Lamb. No. Michael Pittman Jr. Yes. You're out of your mind. Uh, Chase Claypool. No, it's not. You shouldn't have not, thought about that I'm as not, long I'm as you did. I'm not that big of a believer in, uh, in in Pittman, but Claypool, yes. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm telling you, that was the five I had ahead of him. Uh, they'd still be ahead of him today. Mm-hmm. Now, was I wrong on where he should have gone? Maybe. But the five I had ahead of him would still be ahead of him today. Yeah, and and I'm not going to dispute that. I mean, it's a, you make it sound like I said this kid was going to be, you know, out of the league no, in no, six no. games. No, 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 but every time I bring his name up, you're like, oh, he's not good. He's not good. He can't catch, blah, 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 blah. Catching is the number one thing he's good at. Yeah, He's not a good uh, route runner, <laughs> but he can catch. Yeah, 
take Adam Thielen away, and we'll see what you are. <laughs> <laughs> see, it's always got to be a caveat. Yeah, you always got to you always got to bring that back down one more time. But what did you say? Oh, the Minnesota Vikings, they aren't going to be worth anything now that they don't have Stephon Diggs. Because Justin Jefferson, he's no good. He's yeah, rookie. They're pretty good. He's a rookie. And let's be really honest here. They're still not good. No, and they still not. don't throw. You know, Adam Thielen's having a down year. I mm-hmm. didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. I will agree with, with you there. I didn't expect Justin Jefferson was going to be the one. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that's you got me. Sorry. <laughs> I had him as a second-round pick. He's wound up being worthy of a first-round pick. Right. I still take Chase Claypool over him a hundred times out of a hundred. Okay. But that was a good team. The LSU uh, team obviously was uh, uh, not just a good team. They were a great team. And that's and, and see, I don't that's, think you can. Uh, and, and I'm going to level with you. What Justin Jefferson's doing right now, what Joe Burrow's doing in the NFL, it all goes into the same. Scouting analysis. Mm-hmm. So when I look at Jamar Chase and you didn't play this year and your quarterback situation is a disaster, I'm going to look at that and go, did you opt out because you were scared of the virus or did you opt out because you were scared you were going to get killed by Miles Brennan? Mm-hmm. Let me, let's be really honest. And, and you opened yourself up to that question. I'm of not course. being a jerk here. You did it. Of course. Because now me. I've got a year to sit around and try to figure out what you are based off last year's tape. And I'm looking at your offense going, you know what? You showed up to spring practice. That's all I'm going to tell you. Right. And you showed up, and you saw what we're watching right now, and you went, I'm out. Uh-huh. Hmm. wonder why. Ironic that all these guys that have opted out because are on terrible. Micah Parsons, another good example. Micah Parsons. That team's horrid. They are awful. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for Michigan being as bad as they are, they would be the biggest story in college football. Yes. Of how has this team gone this far? Weird. And Micah Parsons be. looked at this team after going through spring practice, and they shut it down for the season. And when they came back, he said, uh, I think I'll pass. Weird. Yeah. Weird how that happens. Because it's going to hurt. And and you notice, nobody did that at Alabama. And nobody did it at Clemson. Mm-mm. And nobody did it at Ohio State. And nobody did it at Notre Dame. Weird how that works, isn't it? Not really. <laughs> not I'm really. not saying. I'm just saying. Right, it's not really that crazy to think about. And and if I'm if using you, if draft you, if capital, you come into this season and you can you can do nothing to improve your stock, they're giving you a free out. Who, who are you talking about here? I'm talking about the NCAA. I, I, they, you're you're going to have to clarify what you're saying. The, here. They open the door for you to opt out, mm-hmm. and, and, and it will hurt your stock. Uh, See, I'm okay. looking at this completely different. I'm telling you, as a guy that has evaluated every draft class of my adult life. Mm-hmm. I would hold this against every guy that's opted out. Every one of them. I don't know that it matters that much. I don't know that when it comes well, you time watch. for... You watch. Come, well, I'm well, telling I you. Will. I mean, we will. Come obviously. April, you're going to see guys like Jamar Chase and Micah Parsons fall. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. But first of all, because you haven't played a game in a year, and, and that's going to hurt you for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, for two, we're going to ask the question of, uh, do you have a competitive problem? Uh, because you looked at your team, you showed up to spring practice, and you looked around and went, Nope. Right. And every one of you had a reason to because you looked at something and went, that's not going to make me look good. I don't know. I look at a team like the Miami Dolphins who are going to be picking pretty high in this draft because they've got that Houston pick, and I I can't see them passing up on Jamar Chase. I I really can't. I can't. Who else would they take? after, After the break, I'll tell you. Okay. All right. ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. You're in the sports tank with Jeremy Green. 
coffee store closes only. Get him the money! Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the money. Welcome back to the Sports Tank, ESPN Asheville, 92.9, 880, and 1400. It's a Tuesday and we have football. It's not good football, but there will be a football and 100 yards of field, and there will be players playing on it. So, that means we have money-making potential. First game tonight, you have the Buffalo Bulls and Bowling Green. Bowling Green is horrendously bad. Already been blown out 62-24 to 24 last week by Kent State. Whew. Kent State and Ak- or Kent State and Buffalo really just switched opponents here. Like, hey, we beat the sin out of them last week. You get to do it this week. Uh, Buffalo is a thirty-one and a half point favorite. It's not enough. I don't know that I've ever laid this many points, but I'm gonna <laughs> give me Buffalo minus thirty-one and a half. Yeah, like in it. the other game, Akron is a twenty-six and a half point dog to Kent State. They've already shown a propensity to getting just drubbed by good teams. Kent State and Buffalo are actually both pretty good. Not, I mean, I'm not telling you they're top 25 teams or anything like that, but they're very Mac good. Give me Kent State to cover the 26 and a half. I actually like the under on that one, and Kent State's almost going to cover it by themselves. Go and do likewise, gents. The money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. Yeah. That's a 59 over under. I could see Kent State breaking 50. And that game's still being under. <laughs> see, I don't see how Bowling Green's going to score. Uh, look, I don't know a whole lot about Mac football, but I do know this. Uh, the Buffalo Bulls come to play defense. Yeah, the, here's what I know about the Mac. The good teams are good, and the bad teams are bad. And there's two good teams and two bad teams. And good means relative to the Mac, right? Yes. Okay, all right. Let's Want to make sure we're on the same page there. Uh, all right, so you you were saying that uh, you, you could see the Miami Dolphins passing up on Jamar Chase if they get to the top of the uh, top of the order. And to me, Jamar Chase is hands down the first receiver coming out of this class. I'm not as sold on that. Who do you think it is? Uh, I could see it being Jalen Waddle, honestly. Even coming off Even the, injury, the injury, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He, I'll be honest with you. Before he got hurt, he had already passed Jamar Chase mm-hmm. as most likely going to be the top receiver taken. It's going to hurt Jamar Chase that he opted out. I'm just telling you, and I'm not saying it should. I'm not saying it anything like that. I'm telling you that NFL evaluators are going to look at somebody like Jamar Chase and go, you know what? First of all, you don't have an NFL body. You're 6'1", 200 pounds. You're slightly built. Mm-hmm. And as soon as your quarterback went away, all of a sudden you didn't want to play anymore. That's There are teams that are going to look at that and go, no, we're good. You hadn't played a game in a year. Do you remember Mike Williams? Do you remember that guy? Oh, yeah. Because he was a freak of nature. He took a year off. I unfortunately remember him well. Yeah. Yeah. He took a year off. How'd that go? Not good. I'm just telling you, and I've said this about a lot of guys. Micah Parsons was no doubt the number one inside linebacker in this class. Mm -hmm. I don't think he is anymore. I don't. I would take the kid uh, whose name is eluding me. Uh, oh, I can't remember his. He's got a hyphenated last name. Plays another name. He reminds me of Isaiah Simmons. Okay, and he can play inside linebacker. He can play safety. He can do all kinds of. Things. And he showed up all over the field in the Clemson game and in the Boston College game. Right. And I look at him now and say, you know what? That kid played, and Micah Parsons didn't. Oh, you're. Talking and I about- look at the defense for uh, it's Jeremiah Wusu something. Yeah, yeah, you got it. I can't. What's his? What's his? What's uh, after the hyphen? Owusu Koromoa. There you go. I couldn't remember after the hyphen. Uh, I mean, but I just I look at that and go. You know what? I'm watching film on this guy. 
live and in person. And I'm having to count on things that I saw a year ago from Micah Parsons. Yep. And that's going to hurt you. All right, we'll have more thoughts uh, coming up in the next hour on uh, the NFL week that was. Also, a quick look ahead at uh, some games this week. Sports Center coming up next. Latest in the NBA trade rumor mill as well. This is the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. You're in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green on ESPN Asheville. It's 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Of course, you can take the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green everywhere you go with the iHeartRadio app live or on demand. So anytime you miss us here, you can always go back and listen to the latest episodes. And if you just want to remember you know, what we were talking about last week, it's all right there on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, last night, Monday Night Football, did have the Minnesota Vikings beat the Chicago Bears. Nick Foles going down with an injury at the end of the game. That leaves them without a quarterback uh, for the moment. Mitch Trubisky was not available uh, because of a shoulder injury. Tyler Bray came in to play quarterback a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, that Tyler Bray, the one that played at Tennessee. Yeah, the the Chicago Bears are horrendous. <laughs> David Montgomery missed the game because of an injury. They 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 were having to trot out Cord Cordero Patterson at running back. Lamar Miller also made an appearance. It's bad in Chicago right now. Do you realize that the Chicago Bears haven't had a 100-yard rusher all year? It doesn't surprise me. David Montgomery had 89 yards against New Orleans. That's the biggest rushing game of the yep, year. Yep. As somebody who's who has David Montgomery in a couple of fantasy leagues, uh, yeah, I, I'm well aware. They've also, had, they've also had only one 300-yard passer all year. That is horrid. <laughs> Speaking of 300-yard passers, though, um, do you know that Alex Smith threw for 390 yards this past week? I did It's the know that. first time in his career that he's had back-to-back 300-yard games. I did not know that. I didn't know that. I, I saw that earlier today, and I was like, that can't be right. But apparently it is. Uh, and, yeah, I'm going to go with... He's a comeback player of the year. As much oh, he's as I, certainly as much as I wanted to push back against it uh, with him just making that one little spot, uh, you know, that spot appearance earlier in the season. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, he has completed since taking play since taking the spot of Kyle Allen. He's completed seventy one point three percent of his passes for seven hundred and fifteen yards. Tw- uh, nine of those have been twenty plus yard completions. That seems insane to me. Mm-hmm. On a team that none of us believe are really good. Uh, we believe we all believe they're better with Alex Smith, though. Yes. I don't think there's a single person. I mean, beginning of the season, you looked at that quarterback room, everybody healthy, not seeing a single snap. I think everybody still went, uh, yeah, Gimpy Alex Smith, he's the best thing you got. Over Dwayne Haskins and Kyle Allen. Can we be really honest about something here? What's that? 
It is entirely possible in the NFC East that the Dallas Cowboys are not going to win another game this year yep. and go 2-14. and 14. Yep. It is also entirely possible that the Philadelphia Eagles are only going to win one more game this year and go 4-11-1. Yep. I swear, I don't no. see a path, and I'm going to delve more into this tomorrow. Okay. I don't see a path that a team in the NFC East wins more than five games. I don't see a path to it. Okay. Because they may not win another game outside of the division all year. <laughs> Two of them still play Cincinnati, which I guess gives them a little bit of hope. It does. But it ain't much. It oh. is the it, it is the worst division in NFL history. Oh, this will be the one we talk about forever. Absolutely. Oh, there's no doubt. And I'm still banking on that this is going to be the one that gets them to change the rule. I disagree with you. You don't think they will? No, well, I mean, they didn't change the last, I and mean, we've had this happen twice. Yeah, but those Not were like, like borderline seven and nine teams. One was terrible. like seven, eight, and one. They were terrible. They still won playoff games. That seven, so. eight, and one team was the Seahawks, and they were five and one in their own division. They, they still played, they, they, or they still won a playoff game. I don't care. They didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. And you didn't change it on that, which means you're not changing it on this. I don't think the players' union would allow you to change it on this. this. I think this would make a difference, though. If you end up having a four-win, five-win team come out of the NFC East and they just get absolutely demolished, which they will, yep, because they're going to end up playing, oh, I don't know, who's the first wild card team? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, well, this is also the 101st season of the NFL, and it's about the 30th since we went to this division alignment, and we've never had this before. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to look at this one as an aberration, like we did the previous times. Right, but the fact now that it has happened three times in the last, what's that been, six years? Seven no, years? It's more than that. It might be seven years. I mean, it's somewhere in that neighborhood. But yeah. I mean, but even then, it's seven. Those teams were seven and eight and seven, eight and one, seven and nine. You're looking at a team that's going to be potentially a five and eleven team is going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I think it's becoming increasingly likely. That's what I'm going to go over tomorrow. I have literally picked every game for the rest of the year in the NFC East. Okay. And it is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> All right. One another thing we're going to do tomorrow is we're going to have the full uh, uh, lottery version. Yeah, I'm of not the doing, NBA. I, I'm draft. not doing thirty picks. It's not happening. <laughs> Look, I tried to get him to do it, and he says it's just it's not worth yeah, it. Yeah, and I guarantee you, everybody listening to my voice is like, "Thank you." Yeah. Yeah, we don't care who's going at thirty. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we don't really care who the Boston Celtics are using their third first round pick on. Even if it's going to be Cole Anthony. Uh, he won't fall that far. I think he'll be in the high 20s. Okay. And by high 20s, I mean like 21, 22. Mm-hmm. I guess that would be low 20s. That's always we confused understand. me. Yeah, high, I, low, whatever. Yeah. We get it. I have. I, I do have a little bit of insight on the, the Gordon Hayward thing. Okay. They offered him in three ones for Drew Holiday. They have three ones tomorrow. Uh-huh. They offered those three ones and Gordon Hayward for Drew Holiday. <laughs> well, I definitely wouldn't do that. Why would you want three well, picks in one of the worst drafts? Well, obviously, neither did New Orleans because no. they didn't do it. 
Of course they didn't. But that tells me that they're going they're planning on using that gigantic salary of his. I think it's funny that Twitter is oh maybe he'll opt out. Uh I'm gonna disagree for the square. Because he'd be lucky to get ten million on the open market right now. Agreed. So unless he's one of those pay unless he's like the Joker and he's just gonna set all that money on fire, I don't <laughs> believe that he will. Because he just wants to watch the world burn. Some people just want to watch the world burn. I just like bringing that up so you'll do that bad Michael Caine impression. Michael Caine. <laughs> um yeah, I, why would you want that? Why would you want three picks in one of the worst drafts? Because even if you took the deal, you couldn't you, you couldn't turn around and give them away. You couldn't get anything out of them because teams are jumping off of these picks right now. Yeah, it's not good. It, I mean, it's it's really not. Oh, we have we have breaking news, and it's fine. Don't hit the button. I want to hit the button. Ugh. This is just funny to me. The CBS, so CBS for the second week in a row is losing its SEC game of the week. Okay. They just came out with what they're going to replace it with. All right. They will instead be airing a Mountain West matchup between San Diego State and Nevada. Yeah! Huh? Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> oh, and it, there, it is panic time at CBS. What was the game supposed to be? Uh, Texas A&M Ole Miss. Okay. Yep, that game has uh, already been postponed. Right. It canceled, I guess, because we're not going to make it up. Right. But, yeah. So instead, the prime the prime three thirty CBS slot shall be <laughs> San Diego State and Nevada. I feel like they'd have greater success with uh, episodes of Young Sheldon. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it's not good. I can tell you definitively what I won't be watching. I do not want to watch the San Diego State Aztecs and the Nevada Wolfpack. No. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about something that we haven't planned for? We have not planned well for what we're going to do with these empty prime slots. Because CBS got real lucky last week that they had the Masters. If it wasn't for that, there would have been a bit. It would have been did Rick they, did they just do like an extended post-match or whatever? No, they went to the news. So no. the CBS the the Masters coverage went to six, and then they went to the CBS Evening News. Right. Yeah. Last week you had the Masters. This week you have nothing. This week it was almost Rick Neuheisel and Matt Leinart staring at each other, like, <laughs> "What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about BYU's run defense? Rick Maybe Neuheisel. people care about that." I actually just picked two guys. I think that are both on Fox. No, Rick Neuheisel works for He's CBS. He's on CBS. Yeah. Leinert's on, on Fox. Yes, Leinert's I on Fox. I couldn't tell you another person in either one of those booths. Um, Reggie Bush is with, well, Reggie with Fox. Reggie Bush is with Leinert and And the only reason Meyer. I even know that is because I laugh a lot at the fact that Matt Leinert and Reggie Bush, who were the stalwarts of the last time USC was good, are in that studio and Urban Meyer's on the other side, who might be who brings them back to relevance. <laughs> right. It's it's very LA centric out did, there. Did you hear Tom Herman go off yesterday about Urban Meyer? No. Oh, it was fantastic. No. He said it's infuriating having to constantly uh, quilch rumors to his uh, the recruits. Yeah. That he's going to be fired and Urban Meyer's taking this job. I mean, look, I'm just a, a lowly little little sports talk show host in Asheville, North Carolina. 
I'm going to say something, and I will, and I say it with more confidence than anything I've ever said in my life. Urban Meyer's not taking the Texas job ever, 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 ever. I don't think he wants to coach in the first place, but if he does, he certainly does not want to do it at Texas. I can't buy that. I can't. I can't buy that he doesn't want to coach. If he wanted to coach, he, he already would be. Really, straight up. If he wanted to coach, he already would be. Because I'm telling you right now, he could have had the Notre Dame job last year. All he'd had to have done is sent it through his agent that he wanted it, and he would be the head coach at Notre Dame right mm-hmm. now. Well, maybe he's just picking his spots. His, his, I think he's already picked his spot. There's one spot that he could potentially go to that I would believe. USC. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And they just got to come off Clay Helton. And and they will. Uh, not if they run the table. They're not going to run the table. <laughs> they're off to a 2-0 and start. Uh, woo, they're the best team in Arizona. You know what that and a dollar will get them? A Coke. <laughs> Uh, we will have, uh, oh man. So what does that, so where does that leave us? So where does where it for this week for this week in college football? Uh, this is going to, I mean, literally I'm looking at the whole schedule for, for Saturday. Yeah. Woof. You got Ohio state and Indiana. That's obviously the prime game. The, the big noon Saturday game. Yep. We've already had a game for tonight. Canceled too. Ohio and Miami of Ohio. Yeah, it really breaks my heart. I am I devastated. The, I will cry myself to sleep this looking, evening. Really looking forward to seeing Bobcat football. Me as well. I will cry myself to sleep tonight. <laughs> uh, but other than that, uh, Wisconsin-Northwestern, that's going to be a good one. It'll be fine. Northwestern's undefeated. Oh, Wisconsin's yeah, undefeated. They're only undefeated because they haven't played a team that's worth talking about all year long oh no 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 hashtag greenie told me they were awesome uh and i can totally well, believe his unbiased opinion well he's wrong and i don't really know how much how many more ways to say it do you you got oklahoma state oklahoma that's a good matchup no uh, why do you just have to just poo because on I, all of it because i hate oklahoma just- state <laughs> i do i hate oklahoma state and and you know what? So and I think part of it's because I look at Mike Gundy and his hair reminds me of my hair, mm-hmm. and I have like separation anxiety, uh, and I start singing the way we were in my head, you know, while I stare at his luscious mullet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, is Utah a thing anymore, or did all their guys go? To, oh, did all the guys on that defense go to the NFL, and then they're just like, yeah, we're uh, we're, well, we're not there. Well, I mean, one of them's getting ready to win Rookie of the Year. Uh, in the NFL, uh-huh. Jalen Johnson. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I think they have a chance against USC. I haven't really dug into that game, and I'm not going to lie to you. Number one reason I haven't dug into that game because I'm tired of picking games and get canceled. <laughs> so, so your research starts when I have preliminary. I, I have looked at the slate. I have looked at the spreads. I currently have twenty target games. That I'm not getting overly excited about. 20 target games. Yes. Okay. I'm not getting excited about them. I'm not making any sweeping declarations. And on Friday, I'll pick the 14 of them that are allegedly going to happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, the good thing is we do, again this week, have football every night. That's the important thing. 
I, that means more to you than it does to me. Well, I mean, the fact that there's football on every night, it gives me, it's like a security blanket. You know, if you're, if you get sick and tired of everything else and you don't want to watch any I am sick and tired. Reruns, I am sick and tired of everything else. I, I literally, sometimes I just leave my television off. I just sit there and stare at it with it turned off. Oh, nice. Because it's more fun that way. You should, you know, try to pick up a book or something. That or, That's what some people do. Uh, nope. You know why? Because they made this box that takes those same stories and animates them, <laughs> which doesn't lead me to reading anything. <laughs> I literally, there's a picture of me great. on Facebook right now reading to a, a mutual friend of ours kid earlier. Yeah, yeah. That book had eight words in it, and I'm not going to lie to you, it strained me. Oh, no. I don't like I just I don't like reading. I don't. And, and it makes me so mad when people say that to me. Well, the book's so much better. No, it's not. The movie has Keanu Reeves in it. Yeah. The book doesn't. <laughs> so that's your hook. Yeah. Keanu Reeves is your hook. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I mean, it doesn't have to be Keanu Reeves. He just helps. So how long was it before you saw Bill and Ted face the music? Still haven't seen it. I've never seen Bill and Ted anything. Yeah, I, to be honest with you, so I'll tell you a really, this is a stupid story. I don't even know why I'm saying this. I was, <laughs> so they're making another Bill and Ted, right? It, it's done. It's out. Oh, already. it's already out. Yeah, oh, it's out. Okay. I was however many days old when that came out that I realized that Bill and Ted was different from Clark's. I didn't know those were two separate franchises. I had absolutely no idea. I saw that and I went, that doesn't look like. That doesn't look like the same people. That just gave and me then a my brain wife, freeze. And then my wife pointed out to me, you're thinking of Clerks. Which I yeah. have seen. Yeah. Which was nothing like Bill and Ted. No clue. I don't know. There was no time travel in Clerks. No. There's no. time travel in Bill and Ted? Of course there is. Yeah, that's, that's why I don't care. story. Yeah, that's why I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Two loser teenagers have to save the world, and the only way that they're going to be able to save the world in the future is if they get through their history presentation. So they have to go in the magical time-traveling phone booth. Point. I have a logistical question since we just released another one of these. Yeah. In what universe is Keanu Reeves playing a high schooler now? Oh, th- no, this is not the new one. That was the original movie back in oh. 1989 or when, well, whenever Here's it came the thing. Out. I was born in 87, so. Right. I, I, I don't like movies that were born close to when I was born. I want them to have, like, you know, CGI and special effects and, right. you know, <laughs> explosions. Explosions. I like explosions. Tank, I I, I like explosions. I even had the Bill and Ted action figures where you could hook them up to your uh, hook them up to your tape player, and you had a little tape that you put in, and when you squeeze their squeeze their legs together, the speakers, the song comes out of the speakers. I that was the thing I had. I understood every word you just said, but not in the order you just said it. (laughs) I I don't know what it is that play music. It was groundbreaking technology. I don't I, I don't know what to do with that. And I and I don't like it. You do, why don't you like it? You like action figures. No, I really You don't. didn't? You didn't no. see that explains a lot about your childhood. I never had a G.I. Joe. I never had 
Yeah, I never did any of those things. And that's why you're damaged. ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. We'll have more uh, from Jeremy's horrible childhood up next. You're in the sports tank. Take all this, burn it, okay? Gasoline, kerosene, either one. Burn it. Okay? Yeah, I think that's got to be how CBS is feeling after the second week in a row that their afternoon Saturday uh, SEC matchup gets canceled. It's not... It, it's, it's, they're in a tough spot because they don't have the contracts for any other games. Like nope. that's that's why they're that's why they're having to result or resort to what was it Nevada and San, San Diego, Diego State. State. That's the only other other game that they had a contract for. The battle for seventh place in the Mountain West. Because ESPN's got all of the other games mm-hmm. uh, in that three thirty slate. Ugh, it's it's not good. <laughs> it's really not. Yet Fox has got Cal, uh, uh, Cal and Oregon State, which wouldn't have been that much better anyway. Oh. Uh, the Big Ten Network? Wait, Iowa. that's owned by CBS, isn't it? E- I believe so, yes. See, so why wouldn't they do Iowa and Penn State? You do a simulcast. I, I, I believe you already know the answer to that. Because Iowa and Penn State are both awful. <laughs> which is odd because they were two of the best teams coming into the into the Big Ten season. I feel like the answer to this was put Kentucky-Alabama on at 4 o'clock. That's yeah, what that's you should e- But that's an ESPN game. It's on SEC Network. It's on the ESPN. Oh. Uh-huh. Well, that's... Oh, shoot. Right. That's not good. Right. You want to play good, you try to play good. <laughs> I think we played pretty good. <laughs> that's a movie I've seen. It's pitiful. I have seen Bedazzled. Bedazzled. Yep. See, this is why you hate movies. I'm convinced this is why you that hate movie movies. Is you watch hilarious. Bad ones. That movie's hilarious. That's the one with Elizabeth Hurley yep. and Brandon Fraser. Uh, yes, where she's like the devil or something, yeah. and she keeps granting him wishes, but they have one caveat. And what is that? Uh, I, I, a couple of them I can't go into on this show. Well, but he wishes for something, and then there's a yeah, but oh, okay, yeah hilarious so he wishes to be like a superstar athlete yeah I, we and, can't talk about this one so We're you're a superstar to... athlete but yeah, there's we, a drawback to it yeah and i can't talk about the drawback on this show like you're the the dumbest guy on the planet well that that was part of it but right <laughs> he could have survived that there was yeah there was, there was, <laughs> there was more one to it. other tiny problem we should move away from this <laughs> uh cbs has not had a, a good couple of weeks no, and, and I don't understand how you don't have, like, how do you not have a backup game here? Mm-hmm. Well, that was it. That was apparently there because that was the one that was going to be on CBS Sports Network. So they had to move it to the big network. Oof. I still feel like you'd do better with anything. It's 60 minutes reruns. I don't care. Throw something together. Oh, and Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson are doing this game, too. I would have loved, loved to have been in that room when they had to explain that to them. Right. Like, hey, guys, our game got canceled, Brad, so now you're going to do San Diego State. Brad, Gary, here's the thing. You've already cashed the check, so you have to call a game. And it has to be on CBS. 
and the only game we can put on is Nevada and San Diego State. Mm. We're sorry. And it's not even in like San Diego is the greatest city in the world. It's not even weather wise at this point. Right. So it's not even like you can say, oh, you know, it's good. Well, at least you're going to be in San Diego. So it's going to be like 80 degrees. No, we're, you're going to Nevada. Here, here's a question. And this is completely off the wall. Cause I was just looking at the schedule and I was thinking, what else could they have put in that spot? I'm looking at the other CBS sports network contracted games. Mm-hmm. There's one at 11 o'clock at night, and it's Boise State at Hawaii. How's Boise State traveling to Hawaii? I thought Hawaii was shut down. I thought that was still a thing. You know, I don't have an answer to that. Okay. I was just curious. I didn't know if something had changed. or I mean, obviously, something's changed, but the last I heard... (laughs) <laughs> that that travel was cut off in Hawaii, but I don't follow Hawaii football, so I don't really really have a dog in that fight. I hate I hate the state of sports at times. Okay, Bleacher Report just broke news on Twitter. Okay, Meek Mill is now trying to convince James Harden to play for the Seventy Sixers. Why does every team have a celebrity? Like the Raptors have Drake. Like what? Why? Who's Meek Mill? Oh boy, uh, he's a rapper. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I know. You know, you, you listen to music from before I was born, so I'm not shocked you don't know who that is. But <laughs> thank you. I, I just, but why is that a story? Like, there, there's been two contenders for James Harden the whole time. Why do we care that a rapper is trying to convince him to go to the 76ers? Mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't get that. Like. I mean that's and, and, that's society you know, it goes, as a whole. Well, now. it goes one, it goes a, a step further than that. James Harden is signed for three more years. If they want to trade him to the Hornets, there's nothing he can do about it. I hate these super teams and oh, we're gonna we got three guys that are gonna play together. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> that just rolled across my Twitter timeline, and I'm like, oh no, yeah. Secret time, I like James Harden better in Philadelphia than I do in Brooklyn. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Today is a very special anniversary. Do you know what the anniversary is today, Jeremy? No clue. Uh, Today is one year. Since patient zero. November 17th, 2019, the first documented case of COVID-19 in Wuhan, China. We've been doing this for a year. It's been a year since it all started and we're feeling like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Many of us anyway. Some of us like to look on the bright side and go, hey, they're talking about vaccines next month. That's where I'm trying to focus all of my efforts. But I'm just there gonna are ke- still people that believe that we're going to be doing uh, shutdowns and stuff a year from now. So uh, I don't, we're all over the place. I, I can't with that. Uh, I'm going to keep telling funny stories because that's what I do. An environmental nonprofit in Florida said a volunteer walking on a beach discovered what seemed to be a macabre scene. 
but it wasn't quite what it looked to be. Ocean Hour, a Florida nonprofit that organizes beach cleanup events, said a volunteer named Kathleen was walking the beach on the intercoastal side of the per- Perdido Key when she came across what initially seemed to be a decapitated human body. Oh, no. After calling 911, and upon further inspection, it was discovered that this was not a decapitated human body, but a mannequin that had lost its head. I feel better now. It had apparently spent a good amount of time in the water because it was barnacle-encrusted, but it was just a mannequin. Mm -hmm. I'm going to level with you. The reason I told this story is because I physically don't know how you could look at this and not realize that's a mannequin. And maybe I'm getting a much better picture than this person got at first. And and I'm not going to lie, I don't do gross things well. Right. So I probably would not have investigated real uh-uh. intimately. No. no. But it's pretty obviously a mannequin. If I'm walking up on the beach and I see something that looks like a decapitated body, I'm probably not going to be the kid who goes and pokes it with a stick. I'm going to be the one who goes, that looks like a body over there. I'm leaving and calling someone to come investigate this. This is not, it's not my bag, baby. Yep. Uh, can we celebrate the Tack McKinley era in Cincinnati? Uh, is it over already? It's already over, yeah. What did he do? What did he do now? He failed his physical. <laughs> <laughs> Takaris McKinley goes from the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Remember, he was trying to get traded. And then he came oh, out and said, no, no, no. oh, they turned down all the trades. There it is. Yeah, they turned down all the trades for me. Um, but and, and, and then they decided, we'll just outright release you. He signs with the Cincinnati Bengals and now has failed his physical. He has Wonderful. been released with the failed physical designation. Jeez. Did they say anything about what failed? Uh, the physical. That's what he failed. Well, yeah, but I mean, was it the, was it a knee, an ankle? Why did he fail the physical? That's what I'm curious about. It says Tack McKinley, parentheses, failed physical, parentheses. That's all I got. Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know if they gave more details. They usually don't. <laughs> well, that was a fun little experiment. Yeah. Well, it, it, Tack McKinley's era with the Cincinnati Bengals and Jamal Adams' 2020 highlight tape look exactly the same. You want to see it? Yeah. You want to see it again? Go check that out. That is one of the best posts he's had all day, at Jay Green ESPN Oh, on that Twitter. was hilarious. I laughed until it hurt. Somebody, somebody on Twitter, some very funny human being, said that they posted a 10-second video. It said, 2020 Jamal Adams highlight reel. And it just was a picture of Jamal Adams for five seconds, and then it flips over to, thank you for watching. All right, now that we've had more time to 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 think about the trades that have gone on in the NBA, Jeremy, have you have you thought any differently about what the Milwaukee Bucks have done in their two trades, bringing in Boyan Bogdanovich from uh, from the Kings and Drew Holiday from the Pelicans? No, I still feel exactly the same way. You don't think it's going to work? I didn't say I didn't think it was going to work. What I said was, if Giannis leaves, this team is going to be uh, uh, devastated for a decade. Absolutely. I still feel that way. But in the meantime, in the meantime, I feel like they've done 
all they can do to get Giannis to look at them and go, yes, I want to stay here. Yes, I want to sign the Supermax contract. Yes, I'm in this. Let's let's go let's go get a championship. I don't. I don't. But you don't think there's anything they could have done. No. I think look, I, and I've said this and you know what I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. I looked at Giannis on the sideline of that last game against Miami and there was a look on his face that I could I swear to you if I could do the Mel Gibson thing from that stupid movie that I don't remember the name of, where he could read people's thoughts, I swear to you, Giannis was sitting there thinking, I'm so done with this. Mel Gibson movie where he could read people's thoughts? You know how much I know. Okay. There was a movie that he could, maybe he could only read women's thoughts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that, right. that movie. There if I go. could have done that, I guarantee you. <laughs> His thought process was, I'm so done with this. I hate this team. I hate this coach. I hate this city. I'm uh-huh. tired of being cold. This is awful. Get me out of here. He did have that look. Like well, I mean, and he was looking do. across the court mm-hmm. at a team that's already got two superstars that are young, mm-hmm. team-controlled forever, and they can give him a max deal. Yep. And there's no state tax in Florida. I just feel like he was sitting there going, "I'll be, I'll be here soon enough. <laughs> I'll see you guys on the flip side. You save a locker for me because I'll be here as quick as I can get here. I don't know. I, I, I still think the money will matter. I will. I think that Milwaukee being able to give him more money will matter. The fact that he's on a team that will be a contender if he stays." I just don't know how the, how long they can keep them together. So that's going to be the key as well. Will they be able to give Giannis the, what is it, $50 million or something close to that that they're going to be able to give him in a Supermax deal? Five years, 230. It's five years, 230. Miami can offer, I want to say it's four for 160 or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. No state tax. Yeah, change it. That's literally the discrepancy in the deal. Mm-hmm. But if they were, if they were to get him convinced to stay, because he loves the community and he's ingrained he there and all of that, if they can get him to stay for the supermax price, will they be able to keep Boyan Bogdanovich? Will they be able to keep Drew Holiday for a few more years? Because I, I don't think this makes them an in an immediate. Favorite in the East, Milwaukee. Yeah, they were the one seed this year. No, I get that. True Holiday's better than Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, but going in, but I mean, just going into this season, you 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 thought they were the odds-on favorite to take the East. Yeah, I think everybody did. Okay, I think that was pretty universally thought because okay. there wasn't really a clear two. I didn't buy Toronto at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, and I still think they're the favorite. And secret time, I think they're the favorite, whether James Harden's in Brooklyn or not. I still think they're the favorite. Okay. But now there's one great big difference between Brooklyn and Milwaukee. Milwaukee's doing the same thing that the Lakers did. We gave up everything to to build the star core. Right. And we'll get guys to take minimum level deals to play here. That'll work in Brooklyn. That will not work in Milwaukee. You're not going to get the same level of guys chasing rings in Milwaukee that you will in Brooklyn. Absolutely. 
First of all, for the city. Mm-hmm. Second of all, for the, the level of play you're playing with. I mean, if you're telling me that I can go Giannis, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, or I can go Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, mm, that's not that difficult of a decision from a star power standpoint. Yeah, but at least in Milwaukee, you'd get a chance to have the ball. Uh, <laughs> I think it's overvalued. How a lot of people seem to be thinking that Kevin Durant's really ball dominant. He's not. I mean, and they would, James Harden wasn't always this way. This was a product of Mike D'Antoni. Now, the problem is Mike D'Antoni's on the staff in Brooklyn, and you never know, he might convince Steve Nash to allow Harden to be the, the, the ball handler. I did hear an interesting theory on, I don't remember who it was. Zach Lowe, I do know it was. He was okay. on Greeny earlier, saying that a lot of insiders in the NBA are saying they should trade Kyrie for James Harden as opposed to gutting the young core. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Kevin Durant will lose his mind. They right. came as a package deal, mm-hmm. and he is not going to be okay with that. He wants to play with two stars. He doesn't care about the Karis LeVerts and the Spencer Dinwiddies. He, he just doesn't matter. Right. I want to play with stars, and I want to chase rings. I just think I'm and and to me if if I didn't see this on the horizon in Brooklyn and I hadn't been told so in so many words that James Harden's going to get his way. Yeah. If if no other team can convince him to open up to the to, you know if Meek Mill or or whoever else can't convince him to want to go to Philadelphia, then he's going to be in Brooklyn. If this happens, mm-hmm. if these three get together in Brooklyn, put a percentage on it. What do you think their chances are to win a title? Before this runs out. Zero uh, percent. Okay. Just because James Harden's there? And Kyrie. I don't think either one of them are championship level players. Kyrie was with, with LeBron, but right. it's just completely different. I don't like the way that fits. I don't I, there's a lot of things I don't like about that. I'll be honest with you. I like their chances better with what they have right now than gutting that team to go get James Harden. I agree. I agree with you. Now, you do have a problem that Spencer Dinwiddie has basically been actively campaigning for a trade on Twitter. That's not good. Percentage chances that they win an East title. With Harden, Kyrie, and and Durant? Yep. I would say it's 50-50 with Milwaukee. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, then you got Miami. it's more 30. (laughs) Then you got Miami. Okay. And Boston. Boston's a contender. Boston's planning something. That's all I can tell you. I don't, I don't know what it is, and I haven't gotten a response on that yet. Well, they got to keep up with the Joneses. They got to figure out something to stay relevant, to stay in this mix. Because right now, Boston's getting left behind. Miami's got an up and coming young core, so they don't really need to make a major move because they're going to be in the Giannis talk next season. You got Milwaukee, who's in win now mode. You got the Brooklyn Nets, who are trying to put together this, you know, holy triumvirate or whatever it is. Um, I don't see Brooklyn as a favorite. Oh, I do. I mean, they have, you got to remember, Stars winning the NBA. I think they would be the favorite in the East. Um, I just don't like the way that whole team lays out. And I'll mm-hmm. be honest with you, the, uh, Milwaukee adding Drew Holiday, I think it helps. I don't think it's enough. Everybody's talking about, oh, uh, this is, you know, they really showed Giannis, they're all in. 
know what they showed Giannis is that we have to overpay to get stars here because we got a mid-level, not a superstar, it's a mid-level star. Right. And it cost us virtually the same thing it cost the Lakers to get Anthony Davis. <laughs> yes, it did. That's not an accident. No. No, they had to give up Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, which is an undersold piece of this deal, in my opinion. Um, a 2020 first-rounder, then two pick swaps in 2024 and 2026, and first-rounders in 2025 and 2027. I mean, it's a lot. That is a lot for Drew Holiday. Like, I mean, if I you like told Drew me, Holiday. I do, too. But if you looked at me and said, I will give you Drew Holiday and you give me back uh, Eric Bl- or If I said to you, I'll give you Eric Bledsoe and George Hill, you give me Drew Holiday. We're pretty close, I feel like. Well, I, mean, I only need and, to give you a little kicker. And that. you're overselling how you know how late these picks are going to be. If Giannis stays. Giannis stays. If he doesn't, then you're a wasteland for 10 years. Right. You're going to be what the Nets have been for the last decade. Right, because your unprotected picks in 2025 and 2027 could very well be lottery picks. They could. And you just gave up the future of the franchise to hope, to cling on to hope. That you can get Giannis to stay for that super max price, and I don't. They gotta feel good about it. I have to imagine that the front office feels. Well, Milwaukee's good about felt it. good the whole time. It's it's not Milwaukee that's had reservations about him resigning. It's people like me, mm-hmm. and the reason that people like me have reservations about this because nobody's ever done it. You know, since free agency became a thing, think about every star. None of them have ever played in Milwaukee, right? You know, none of them have ever played in Orlando. None of them have ever played in Cleveland. I mean, really think about it. Think about the, the through the, through all NBA history, when the money becomes available and you can choose where you go. How many guys have wound up in L.A., New York, Chicago, Miami? There's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. It's the reason the Dallas Mavericks have never been able to really acquire superstars, except ones they drafted. They've had two superstars in 25 years. Yeah, Dirk was one. Luca's the new one. And they drafted them both. Is Robert Covington actually worth a first-round draft pick? Yes. Okay. That's. I'll be honest with you, that was the first sign to me of uh, this James Harden thing for real. Right. Because they would not have t- traded Rocco if they didn't think James Harden wasn't going to be there. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you right now, they've been making calls on Russell Westbrook for weeks. And the only two teams that have even answered the phone have been the Knicks and the Charlotte Hornets. Is Robert Covington really worth two first-round draft picks? Two late ones like that will be, yeah. Uh, Portland's will be mid twenties picks. This is what I'm saying. I'm out of I'm out of my ele- element when it comes to the value of a first round draft pick in the NBA. Because to me, I don't care if it's late. I still don't see, I don't see the value there. Part of our you know pre draft coverage tomorrow. I'll, I'll give you some stats on the NBA draft that will explain it a little bit better. All right, it's ESPN Asheville, ninety two point nine FM, eight eighty AM, and fourteen hundred. Um, oh, we would usually do the monkey knife fight after this, but we don't. Do we have one tonight? Uh, they have one on the Bachelorette. Is if there- you want to play that, <laughs> is that something you could actually give an an educated opinion on? Well, just on their Twitter, you can follow them at, 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 on, on Twitter at. At MKF, right. and they they do things like that all the time. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's no there's not an actual dedicated game tonight, right? Uh, but we'll give the uh, we'll give the promo anyway. Uh, MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Sign up, and uh, when there are 
games that you're interested in, there will be daily fantasy sports props that you can, uh, you know, you can get on, get in on all the games at monkeyknifefight.com. Sign up with the promo code TANK, T-A-N-K. They will match your initial investment up to $50 and also enter you into a $5 content or give you a $5 free play that you can use uh, at your leisure. So up to $55 free for signing up at monkeyknifefight.com. We'll be right back. You're in the sports tank. That is some good, clean family fun there, eh, God? Right you are. ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 888 AM and 1400. You're in the sports tank with Jeremy Green. Also, don't forget to tune in to the Sportsocracy every weekday morning at 9 AM on Facebook and YouTube Live. You can follow us at the Sportsocracy on all of the social medias. Yeah, it's just the early thoughts of the day, you know, just kind of laying the foreground, recapping what happened last night. We never do the same show twice, so, uh, you know, we don't talk about the same things in the morning as we do in the afternoon. So you really need the full package. So at the Sportsocracy on all the social medias, new, latest news out of Chicago is that they don't think the the Nick Foles injury is as bad as they originally anticipated. This just coming down the wire here that um, it could just be a hip pointer. Although the window is still open for Nick Foles not returning as the starting quarterback after the bye week. So they could. So what are they going to do? Go to go to Mitch Trubisky? Yep. Or Tyler Bray. We've, they're not going to Tyler Bray. We've already done this. <laughs> you know, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it with Matt Nagy. I don't get what it is people see. Mm-hmm. I don't, I just don't understand it. You think Matt Nagy's on his way out? There's been talk about that today. I mean, Greeny was talking about it today. I think there has to, because he got this job because he's such a good offensive mind and he was paired with Andy Reid and this offense is disgusting. Mm-hmm. He's as good at offense as Adam Gase is. In some regards, he's not as good. Ugh. Statistically, there are places that the Jets are better than the Bears. Yeah. Speaking of Chicago, there's other news out of Chicago for the baseball team. Theo Epstein, the guy who engineered the curse breaking for both the Red Sox and the Cubs, uh, he's leaving the Cubs after nine years. He's decided uh, to move on. He says he's going to enjoy a year with not having to punch a clock, but he does want to come back to baseball. He doesn't foresee himself having a job next year, but he does want a third chapter. I'm interested to see where that takes him, whether or not he wants to go back to Boston, perhaps. Well, he's broken all the curses there are to break in baseball. So <laughs> there's not. Oh another no, one. no, no! He could go to uh, San Diego. I feel like San Diego needs. Uh... That's, that's not a curse because nobody out there cares enough for it to be a curse. <laughs> the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, there are a lot of teams that lo- have lost for a long, long time. They could use somebody to come in and give them a championship. He is the curse buster. But that is what he does. Exactly. That is what he does. Um, but I don't know. I mean, the Minnesota Twins. There you go. 
There's a good one. That's a team that can't even win a playoff game. Not a playoff series, a playoff game. That'd be a good destination for him. Yeah, they're not good. (laughs) NBA draft coming up tomorrow. We'll have uh, all of the coverage on the latest moves and as well as Jeremy's uh, mock lottery. Yep. Because it's just not worth going through all the picks. Well, Well, I'll make the draft fun for you. I'm going to tell a lot of jokes tomorrow. I fully plan on it. All right. We'll be back here at 3 tomorrow afternoon on ESPN Asheville. Y'all have a great evening.